What is up, everybody? My name is Gil Pedro. You are listening to The Real Spicy Podcast, where real people give their unqualified, unsolicited opinions about real struggles, real success, while keeping it real spicy. Did you guys see what I just did there? I know it's kind of cheesy, but uh, that's exactly what this this podcast this series is about real people everyone in life has a story and i wanted to share that story with people whether it's 20 people whether it's 50 fuck it whether it's a thousand ten thousand a hundred thousand people that listen i just want to share people's story because everyone's success usually started from failure you know with me i have a lots of failure but because of that failure i learn from it and i not only succeeded in my goals but i superseded in those goals. But today I have an amazing guest that I'm super excited to show show everybody, share with everybody their story. You know, a lot of people when they say I'm going to do something, they just say it. I know I've said that a lot of times. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Do I do it? Most of the time I do, but there are some times where I don't. And I think that's the same thing could be said for everybody. But this person, they did exactly what they were what they said they were going to do. And I'm going to let her share her story. Uh, so let's start this. Three, two, one. My name is Tabitha. Thanks for having me, Gil. Really cool idea. Uh-huh. Um, I'm born and raised in Vegas. I know Gil because we went to college together, University of Nevada, Las Vegas. And um, yeah, known him for the past how many years now? Uh, when, when did I start working there? I think I started working there around... I was 2011, probably 2012, 2012. Yeah, that's a long time. Eight years then. Eight years. Eight years have gone by way too quick. Yeah. Dang, I'm getting old. I'm over here like I like to (laughs) pretend that I'm young. You know, sometimes I do lie by my age. How old are you? I'm 23, but I'm technically (laughs) 28, 27. 23 at heart. 23 at heart. But wait, I got to figure out my age. But I am a lot older than, uh, luckily, I'm, I haven't hit the dirty 30s yet. Yeah, um, we're still good. Yeah, so we're definitely still good. Yeah, so what I, so the reason why I, I, I wanted to bring this, because my whole podcast idea, it, idea is about uh, real people with real struggles, real success, um, giving their input uh, on life while keeping it real spicy. Uh, so that's the name of my podcast, The Real Spicy Podcast. Um, and I do know a little bit uh, about your story. It's such an interesting story. Uh, most people say they want to do it and they talk about it and it just never comes about. You said, fuck it, I'm doing it. Let's go. Yeah. Um, so if you want to tell me, because you got to tell me your side of the story. So you went to Australia mm-hmm. because you wanted, you, you wanted a, something new. And we're going to get into that. Uh, most people, they say they want it. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And they don't. You actually did it. What made you go to that decision to just say, drop what you're doing? You had an amazing career uh, because of a, an amazing education uh, to just go live life in Australia. Yeah, it was kind of just like, I had graduated from UNLV in 2017, and I started working directly with the company I was interning with, which is a slot machine company, and that was a great job, like, I learned a lot, it was a good introduction into, like, the corporate life, you know, I learned a lot of stuff there, but I was kind of just like, 
looking around like is this is this what everyone's after like is this because I always had something to work for right like mm -hmm. you always have the next semester the next thing that you're working for your degree so after I graduated and started working I was like okay this is this is it like I'm doing it I'm, I'm adulting right yeah. <laughs> but I was just kind of like bored and I don't know I just wasn't like super fulfilled so I was just like okay what do I really want to do like mm -hmm. if I want to change anything now like now's the time I was 24 at the time when I left so I was just kind of you know soul searching a bit I guess uh -huh. I didn't really I never went away for college so I always like stayed in Vegas pretty much except for the semester I studied abroad and that really showed me what it was like to live in a different country so I was like okay there's so much out there like I don't have to stay in Vegas and if I want to do this now like now's the time you know yeah. before I like get settled or whatever so I knew that it was really easy to get the working holiday visa in Australia so basically I just applied for it one day and it was like instantly approved um, I started looking at like flights and prices and just kind of watching those for a while mm -hmm. so one day they like super went on sale so I just like bought a one-way ticket kind of spur of the moment and I was just like okay so it was like six months out. So it was like December yeah. when I bought the ticket and it was for June. So I was like, okay, I have six months to like plan this. I'm either going to just like make a vacation out of it or just do it. So yeah, as it got closer, um, I just like started saving up and like researching, like working holiday visa Australia because nobody I know has ever done this before, Correct. but I know it's really like, it's a really common thing. Yeah. People from other countries go there all the time. So I'm like, okay, it's gotta it's gotta be easy enough right yeah Which it was like once you just do it like you figure it out like little by little step by step it kind of seemed like a big you know massive project but once you just have to do like little things at a time and okay. eventually got there yeah so can you explain what a a holiday working visa is compared to a different type of visa that that other people may get yeah so the working holiday visa that Australia offers, it's lots of countries have it available. Um, you can, it allows you to go and actually work and make money there versus just like a tourist visa, which will just allow you to visit for a few months. Okay. Um, so it's very popular for backpackers because you don't really have to have too much money before because you can start working and like making your money there mm -hmm. while you're traveling. So they basically, it's like six months is the max you can work at one place, but I don't know a lot of backpackers that stay that long anyway. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, kind of, you stay somewhere for a few months and then maybe travel, do a trip, go somewhere else, start a new job. Like it's kind of flexible, which is nice. Oh yeah, no, that's pretty awesome. You, you mentioned six months. How long were you in Australia from the time that you stepped out of that airplane to the time, to the moment that you stepped back onto an airplane back to Vegas? So it was just under 10 months, probably around nine and a half months. Yeah, I was planning on staying the full year, but due to COVID-19, I was like, I kind of scared, just kind of came home because yeah. there was- And we'll get, to, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I think uh, yeah. I definitely want to wanna build up to it because it is like, if you ever look at a, a mathematical slope, it literally is that it's a mountain it slowly goes up up there's a pinnacle and then out of nowhere it dropped and it wasn't like a slight drop it just went down it got real and then uh you had to come but we'll get to that we'll get to that because yeah. i definitely want to expand on that mm -hmm. um, so you said six months and then a year yeah is it 
the, the is the visa up to a year if you pass six months did you extend it how does that work yeah so basically once you apply for it i think you have about three months to enter the country to like start the visa and once you enter the country like the date that you enter you have 12 months from that date oh okay come and go as you please basically and a lot of people will extend um most countries have to do three months of farm work or 88 days so mm -hmm. it just kind of depends um but the U.S., you could also do hospitality work as long as it's north of the Tropic of Capricorn. Yeah. So it's like up Whoa. north in Australia, you can work at like a bar or something and that will count as well. Oh, okay. Well, that's strange. All right. Yeah. Uh, with the, um, so when you got there, what were the first couple of weeks or maybe months if they were similar? What, which, what was the first thing? You're like, I'm in Australia. This is exactly what I'm going to do. What was it? So when I first landed, I got to Melbourne, which mm -hmm. I loved. I ended up living there for four months. Um, I stayed in Melbourne for two weeks at a hostel. And I kind of was just trying to get myself situated. So I opened like my bank account, got like my SIM card, like all the basic stuff just to yeah. like be a normal person. <laughs> sure. um, and then I went into Happy Travels one day, which is like a travel agency, very popular with backpackers. Uh -huh. And just kind of asked them like, what are the main things to do? Um, and they said, you know, of course the East coast is like one of the most popular things for backpackers to do. Mm -hmm. So I got like a Greyhound bus pass that was good for a couple months and basically booked a bunch of tours, like all the way up the East coast between Melbourne and Cairns. Uh -huh. Um, so yeah, I did all kinds of stuff for the first couple months. I stayed with the host family for a couple of weeks, which was really fun just to like live with a, like a local family. Um, I did a surf camp. I did Fraser Island, got to like drive the four by four on the beach. Um, I stayed on a boat, a sailboat in the Whit Sundays for a couple days, which was amazing. I could have stayed on that boat for a week. Uh -huh. um, I did a scuba dive, a skydive, uh, whitewater rafting, like all kinds of like random stuff for the first couple months because I was just living off my savings for a bit. So that was amazing. That was probably still one of the best parts of the whole the whole year. Okay. Having very little worries, very little stress. I think that's what made it definitely fun. So uh, yeah. when you're talking, and this is something that I, I, I know a little bit about Australia and their lingo, you said Melbourne. I've been corrected by some Australians. Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah. It's more like Melbourne. Melbourne. They instead of pronounce their R's like we do. Like we say it very strongly. Uh-huh. So oh. Yeah. It's not it's not Melbourne. It's more like Melbourne. <laughs> Melbourne. Okay. Yeah. The reason I mentioned that is just, like I said, I've, I've been corrected by a few Australians. It is yeah. Melbourne. And they say other things that I've been corrected on, but that, that's the one that, that definitely came, uh, came to mind. Uh, yeah. with, with the, you kind of living off your savings, mm -hmm. when did you find out they're like, okay, my savings are slowly uh, draining. Mm -hmm. when did you find a job or how did you make a living? When, what, when did it stop being a vacation and start being more of a day-to-day -day reality? Yeah. So the first couple months were just like vacation mode. Mm -hmm. um, when I got up to Cairns and I finished the East coast, that was kind of where I made my decision. I was like, okay, I can look for work up here in Cairns, which if I would have worked at like, a pub or something up there that would have counted towards my second year mm -hmm. but I didn't really I, I knew I really wanted to live in Melbourne so I was like you know what I don't want to like 
I wasn't sure if I wanted to do a second year or not. So I was like, well, I've only, I'm only two months in. I can always come back up here if I want. I'm going to go back to Melbourne because I know that's like the city I want to try to live in for a while. Yeah. So I went there. Um, and that's really when it got real. When I went, came back there, I went back to the same hostel I was in, actually. There was still a lot of the same people there. Yeah. And um, just started looking for all kinds of stuff, like all kinds of jobs there. I ended up door knocking, <laughs> which is like kind of a backpacker rite of passage. Like a lot of people will try it for like a couple days and be like, yeah. this sucks and then quit. I did it for about two months, which was kind of long, but it, like it made me good money. It made me some, like my best friends from Melbourne are still from that job. So okay. yeah, I did that for a bit selling electricity <laughs> and then I got sick of it. And um, so I left that and then I started doing other stuff. I started selling like HelloFresh for a bit, like at the mall, yeah. So just like randomness. Yeah, and you, you went back to college. At, what? You pretty much went back to college jobs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. that's kind of backpacker jobs is like those kind of random things. Yeah. And um, then I started working at the hostel for accommodation so I didn't have to pay rent or anything. So, and that was really fun because you're like, I went there solo, right? So I had to yeah. like make friends and hostels are one of the best ways I've made friends traveling. Okay, absolutely. With, yeah. um, you mentioned the um, door knocking. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta ask you about that. How different is it compared to American door knocking? Are people rude? Uh, is it scary? Are there hood areas that, that, well, first of all, are there even hood areas in, in, <laughs> in where you went? Because I know that's a, that's a norm here, not only in the U.S., but also just in Vegas in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there are. They always sent us to like pretty good suburban neighborhoods. Okay. So we were all always like in pretty safe spots. Mm-hmm. But there's no way I'd want to do door knocking in the US. I think <laughs> people here are crazy. Um, people there were a lot nicer. There was definitely like rude people at times who would just like slam the door in your face or whatever. And it's like, okay, whatever. Like the longer you do it, the more you can brush that off. And then yeah. the next person, like you walk, walk up and people will be like, oh, come in. Do you want some tea? Like whatever. They're just so nice which I was a bit surprised by, but it was good. It was a good surprise. Okay. No, definitely. Yeah. I don't think you would ever get anyone trying to give you tea, uh, maybe yeah. throw it at you, but not right. to serve it to you here in, in the U S. Yeah, no, it's different world, different culture. Yeah. And, and, and then you said, so you did, you did kiosk jobs and then what was the, oh, oh and then you did the, the hostel job. What was the, did you have any other jobs besides that? Yeah, so I did that while I was in um, Melbourne. My family visited around Christmas, which was like the break that Mm. I had from working. I had like a month after that for just traveling. Um, So I did like Sydney, Cairns, and Melbourne with them specifically for the holidays because my parents were only here a couple weeks. Okay. Um, But then my sister stayed another couple weeks after that. And then we did Tasmania. For a week, we like rented a, a camper van and drove all over Tassie, which is really cool. Uh-huh. Um, one of my favorite spots that we went to. And then after that, my sister left. I was kind of like, okay, I need to figure out what I'm doing because I had, she left in January. So I would have had five-ish months left at the time. That's what I thought I had. So uh-huh. I was like, okay, if I want to get my three months for a second year, I have to do that now. So I was looking for work up north and I ended up finding a job in Dampier, which is up northwest, um, Mm. just south of Broome, if you know where that is. And um, 
yeah, I worked at a pub basically. <laughs> so I was a bar mate, not like a bartender, they call them bar mates. <laughs> bar mates, okay. Yeah. So that was the main job. Um, we did random stuff at the hotel as well. So like housekeeping a little bit, um, working and helping out in the kitchen a little bit. But the main thing was working at the bar, which was really fun. Oh, that's awesome. So were you, so bar mate is bartender? Yeah, right? yeah. Same okay. Thing, yeah. Um, so you made drinks? Yeah, yeah. Did Most people don't just get a pint of beer, but yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Did you have to get certified in anything? Because I know here in the States, in most industry, well, the industry, you kind of have to be certified. Did you yeah. get any certification or do you say, I know how to drink, I'm down? Yeah. So that was kind of the hiring process. I know how to drink, I'm down. <laughs> really? But, yeah. Um, but you did have to get an RSA, which is a responsible service of alcohol. Okay. And that's, I just did that online. Like it took me, I don't know, maybe an hour. You have to okay. like go through this course and then like you have to record a video of yourself, like re refusing someone drinks and then like send it in and then they approve it like the next day. So yeah, that was the wow. only like certification, like course I had to take. Yeah. And I think it was easier for me to get the bar job up North and like the tiny town mm. um, because there's not as many people up there. Like it, it was hard for me to look for those types of jobs when I was down in Melbourne because everyone has experience and I didn't, I had never worked in a bar before. So that yeah. was like a new experience for me, which is really fun. Definitely. So you said most of the people drank beer. Um, yeah. What was the most complicated order that you got? Hmm. Some, this one time this guy asked for like a shot of Malibu, a shot of rum and a shot of something else with like soda. And I was just like, what, what is he just like making up random shit? But um, yeah, it wasn't like anything that complicated. Honestly, most people would get like a, gin and tonic or like a skinny bitch was the drink that they called it which was vodka soda lime like <laughs> i love that <laughs> i, I yeah. love it how in australia it's just cussing is 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 a norm in everyday lingo yeah yeah it's not as big of a deal it's not as offensive yeah i, I know I, I know the word that i said that we would talk about uh, which is a great segment is uh, the word cunt yeah. Uh, I know that here in the United States, when you say that word, especially to like a woman, oh God, you better run. Yeah, um, that's like the most offensive thing. It's so offensive. Uh, but over there, it is, it's a norm. Well, not an everyday lingo, but it's a norm like an everyday talk. Yeah. Um, or, mm -hmm. or, or household talk, you know, with your buddies, obviously not in the workforce, um, but it is such a norm. Um, what was that transition like? Because I know certain words are, different uh, i don't know if they called you that you and you not being aware of it what was your 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 reaction to all that yeah it was pretty much always in a friendly manner that i saw like uh -huh. everyone would be like if you're if you're working at the bar and you walk mm. in and the barmate says oi cunt what do you want like <laughs> that's like your your buddies kind of thing yeah or like there's you'd be like oh he's a sick cunt like that's like a compliment like he's a good guy type of thing yeah. So I don't know. It wasn't ever, I never really saw it like negative. It was always like a positive, like friendly thing, like bro, mate. Yes. <laughs> it sounds <laughs> like they're just calling each other bro, but instead of bro, it's cunt. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, you can use it in like a negative way, but. Oh, absolutely. Like I mostly saw it used positively with friends. That's so incredible to me. Like I just want to laugh so hard every time because <laughs> that happened to me at a bar here in las vegas uh not too long ago where where i he said it and i was like what 
And then I'm like, is that a norm? And he's like, yeah, we say cunt. Um, and then he just started using it and, you know, uh, the bartender's a cunt. That's, you know, and he kept I was like, whoa, 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 yo, yo, you can't say that. It's all good, mate. It's all good. I'm like, whoa, whoa. No, no, no. It's not good. And he's explaining to me like, no, it's, it's normal. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, no, 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 not here. Um, yeah, so, yeah. so that was interesting to me. That's why I kind of mentioned that. And that was such a recent experience to me. And then, um, and then before we, we, we kind of separated our ways, he taught me, I don't know. I don't know if it's some, if it's his thing or if it's an Australia thing, uh, but we kind of did a cheers, you know, like in Mexico, they do arriba, pa abajo, para centro, para dentro, and then they usually, they, they take the shot. Um, well, he said, never below you, never above you, always beside you. And he slammed the shot. And then I said, oh, that's really cool. He's like, that's what we do in Australia. And I'm like, huh, all right, cool. Let me verify. So I'm, I'm pretty much coming on, on this podcast to verify. Is that, is that a norm? Is that something that is I did that hear said? that. Yeah, I mostly heard that up in Dampier. That's where I was hang- hanging out with more like locals, I would say. Uh-huh. Um, and I heard that like a bit up there as well. Yeah. Oh, look <laughs> it's at a that. cool phrase. And you like put the drink, like you hit the top and you hit the bottom and you hit in the middle when you cheers. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think every culture has, I know in, you know, um, the Irish, they have something very similar where they, instead of cheers, they say slanton or, or something similar to that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I know in Australia, that is the most recent one, which is perfect mm-hmm. that you're, you know, you're on here talking about your, your experience about Australia. So with um the seasons they're different over there they're opposite that was so weird getting used to that your family went over there for christmas in summer how was that yeah it was we went to the beach on christmas eve (laughs) just like watched the sunset it was so it was like a beautiful day out it was like Uh so weird but i don't know there's still a lot of christmas decorations everywhere so Mm -hmm. that's like still a big thing down there um which you know helped get me in the spirit a bit because I was really getting more homesick around like Halloween and Thanksgiving because that like Halloween's a thing but it's not as big as it is here yeah and then Thanksgiving obviously is just Americans (laughs) and I was looking everywhere for like pumpkin flavored desserts and things which wasn't really as big of a thing so Uh um Christmas when that came around was a nice like homey feeling you know okay even though it was in summer it was still like still felt like pretty much like christmas oh really so we know how santa is this big fat jolly man and he's he's wearing you know thick thick clothes because it's cold Mm -hmm. first of all is there santa in australia and if so what does he wear yeah i saw all kinds of santas some of them were like pretending to be winter and some of them were in flip-flops and like a hawaiian shirt and like (laughs) a santa hat like (laughs) you can take your picture with santa summer santa at a lot a lot of places which was pretty funny (laughs) okay uh and i i remember you mentioned um something about halfway christmas or mid-year christmas 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 in july how is that so that was so weird when i got there in june and I was traveling, I was like, I kept seeing events on Facebook and like signs and things like Christmas in July celebration. I was like, what is, what? like I had never heard of it before. I didn't know it was a thing. Uh-huh. It's because that's their winter and in all of the movies and everything, it's always winter Christmas. So they kind of have, have winter Christmas celebrations in July, uh-huh. but obviously December is like the real Christmas, like, but I don't know. It was fun. It was a cool experience. 
That's awesome. Yeah, Christmas, Christmas in July. I guess people do miss. I guess Christmas is synonymous with with the winter, hence why mm-hmm. I mentioned that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All the songs and things, a lot of them are talking about snow and like that's not really a thing in their December. So. <laughs> oh, okay. Dang, that's so interesting to me. It's uh the fact that that's that's uh that's a norm over there. Um so when it comes to to your parents over there what was did they have culture shock hmm I don't think so it wasn't okay so the thing about Australia it's not like that different from the U.S. so Mm. that's kind of why I chose it also because they speak English um it was like a good first like place for me to go solo so it wasn't like super huge the one thing that I kept noticing I was doing is here in the U.S. you drive on the right side of the road, and if right. you like walking on the sidewalk, you walk on the right. Yeah. But there it's on the left, and I kept walking down the sidewalk and like running into people. I'm like, what the hell? And then I'm like, oh my god, everyone's walking on the left. I need to like get used to walking on the left instead. Oh, it's kind of right. like Europe. Yeah. Well, yeah. Some places, yeah. So that was probably one of the bigger things, just like in regular everyday life, like mm-hmm. getting used to being on the left instead. Um, but there isn't anything like super shocking for them I don't think just like they they were loving all the the Australian accents and like everything was so so much cuter for them (laughs) I've been here a while I'm used to it now that's normal for me but it's just those little things I'd say okay what um did you do anything that would certify you like yeah I'm pretty Australian now like a cricket game or did you see a koala what's an oh kangaroo anything like that yeah, I saw a ton of koalas and kangaroos. Um, uh-huh. Kangaroos are everywhere. <laughs> I mean, really? not really, they're not like in the city, but like if you're outside just a little bit, you'll mm-hmm. see them around. I saw a ton when I was over in Dampier with like all of the red rocks and everything. They're just, you look, I would look out my window and see kangaroos. Like that was really cool. Um, koalas are a bit harder to come by because they're, you know, endangered. But I did see like a few out in the wild, which was, you know, better. It just feels better when you see them out in the wild versus uh-huh. like at a zoo or something. Ooh, okay. Also, wombats are adorable. If you ever see any of those, they're just like little teddy bear, like wobbling around. Those were really cool. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I went to the zoo and saw like everything there, but yeah, I saw some crocodiles in the wild. That was really cool. Did like a little river boat tour. Yeah. You would like they were just sunbathing and I'm like that they're like there's no way that's real I'm like that must be fake like for tourists but no nope, they're, they're just sitting there and they like barely move and are they big huge yeah I saw like huge ones that were like really old I saw a couple like tiny like baby ones mm-hmm. so are they protected are they like a protected animal species I don't know that's a good question yeah. how about how about kangaroos um I mean, I don't know. People eat kangaroo. (laughs) I don't know. I would assume they're kind of like deer. I'm guessing. Um, You had kangaroo. I forgot about that. How was that? Yeah, I ate. It was in the grocery store, like in the meat section, (laughs) (laughs) and we like cooked it up in the hostel, like a group of us. So it was pretty good, actually. Kind of just. I haven't had deer, but I hear it tastes similar to deer. Okay. Cool. No, I I I can imagine that. I mean, it's it's very muscular I, it's mm-hmm. not a very fatty animal yeah any crazy stories that you had um while in 
in Australia? I, obviously, I kind of said by yourself because you went by yourself to Australia, but you also had your parents there and then uh, with friends that you met over there. Uh, I should have put more thought into like crazy stories. Nothing really like, of course, going out. I went out a lot in Melbourne. Like, <laughs> that's well, kind of you gotta go out. thing. Like, yeah. And there was a bar in the hostel. So you just walk downstairs to the bar and you can uh -huh. always you know, find people there, go out, go to all the clubs. Um, hmm. I went, nothing like crazy, crazy, crazy. I guess just like getting really drunk, I guess is the craziest. Or like the skydiving was pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, the scariest part about skydiving is when you're sitting in the plane and the window, the door is open and you see other people start to jump. So you mm. hear like a, whoosh and then they're gone and I was like the fifth person to go out so I was just sitting in this plane like where you can see how high up we are and then I see like couples of like the people just jumping out with that sound and I was freaking out a little bit but I was like well there's nothing I can do now it's all up to the guy that's like controlling it I just have to sit back and just like trust him <laughs> and then the initial so, fall was the, like the, the hardest. And then once you're, once you're going, you're got gliding, like it's gorgeous views. I did it up in Mission Beach, which was um, where the rainforest and the Great Barrier Reef meet. So you can mm -hmm. get like amazing views. Like, in, oh, like, okay. Yeah. Talking about the Great Barrier Be Reef, did you get to see it, touch it, or at least be around it? Yeah. So I, I did a scuba dive. I did a couple, mm -hmm. which I loved. I fell in love with. Now I want to get certified. It's like my next, maybe my next thing when I go traveling. But okay. um, I did it first by myself when I was doing the East Coast. Mm -hmm. And then um, I did it again with my parents. But my, my mom and my sister were kind of scared. So it was mostly me and my dad doing it. Um, but you're not allowed to touch it. You can just go down and like look at things and see them swim you can like if you see a clam or something you can like wave the water and then it'll like slowly close so like that's kind of a cool thing uh -huh. yeah I mean it was just gorgeous like it's a whole new world and you can't obviously you can't talk or anything mm -hmm. you're just down there like looking around for like maybe 20-30 minutes and just like it's so peaceful it's so colorful I wish I would have seen a shark down there while I was doing it. I didn't. <laughs> oh, that would have been cool. Even a small one, a hammerhead or anything. Yeah. I think yeah. that's pretty cool. Um, coral reef, that's poisonous rock, isn't it? It's I like think a... some of them are. I think some of them are. Okay, cool. I don't know. We were just told don't touch anything because it takes years for that to grow. So if you touch it and it dam gets damaged or broken off, it'll take years to come back. And it's already, you know, having trouble. It's not as vibrant as it once was yeah with so you said that you skydive uh and you saw the coral reef, coral reef and then the forest mm -hmm. the rainforest were, the rainforest you were there during the whole here in america we kept hearing and i don't know how it was or how bad it was but we kept hearing about how really bad it was half of australia is almost gone uh, everyone in their houses are burning up and mm -hmm you know, sometimes you don't know what to believe here. Uh, and, and I say that from experience just because I travel to Mexico quite a bit and I hear the news of what the media portrays here. Um, yep. 
from Mexico. I'm like, I was just there last week. I, that was yeah. never an issue. I even had, when I was in Mexico, I had someone call me, Hey Gil, I heard there's a riot at the, at the border. Are you okay? I know you're coming back today. I'm like, Oh, you're talking about the people at the park. Yeah. They're not riding. They're, they're just sleeping there. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Um, and that was like, that was the big riot. Um, so what, what, how was it over there during the whole forest fires? How big was it? Yeah. So I was mostly down in Melbourne at the time, mm-hmm. um, which it wasn't in the city. So I was, I didn't really see it. I would mostly see cloudy skies. Like you can kind of tell if it's smoke like in the sky and that oh. lasted for a while. Um, when I was down in Tassie with my sister for that week, we saw some down there as well in the sky. And there was some, some bushfires down there as well. But when we went to like the tourist information desk, they were just like, okay, don't go to this area. Like avoid this area. And we're like, okay. We, so we just like, we didn't want to get close to it. I never saw like flames in my face, but yeah. um, of course it was all over the news there as well. So we could see like so many areas getting destroyed, so many homes getting destroyed. I knew some people whose like family homes were like destroyed. So yeah, it was, it was still a huge thing. Yeah. Um, just, I didn't see it like, that much myself but i know it was devastating in some areas for sure whoa okay <laughs> well, that's that's crazy more than than i would have assumed uh did you know anyone that was affected by that yeah well I heard of friends, yeah one of my coworkers and friends up in dampier um her family home had burned down in new south wales which okay. was yeah so and that the the host family that I stayed with and it was near Coffs Harbor, mm-hmm. which is in New South Wales. And um, they were like, the schools were closed for them for a bit. Like I was talking to them I'm like, is everything okay over there? Cause that's like where it mainly was. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we're just staying home. Like we can see the smoke in the sky and the schools are closed. Basically that lasted for a little bit, but okay. Yeah. That was, the most was it to the huge level that the media portrayed it here. I don't know how bad it sounded here. Everyone was texting me and messaging me like, oh my God, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just, you know, in regular life for me. But yeah, for some areas it was, it was bad, but okay. I mean, not the whole continent, just some areas. Oh, see, that's what I heard. It was, it was obviously not the whole continent, but it was a huge <laughs> percentage of, of the continent being, being greatly affected. And that was keywords, greatly, massively, extremely affected. Uh, I, and, yeah it for sure was uh-huh. I just didn't see that much like in my face you know? oh okay okay <laughs> yeah because the way it was explained here like everything's on fire um yeah. and then you see yeah. that video of a koala you know being know. rescued who's like half burned and then it died like a week oh. later Not, so you know, sad. I know and they're so innocent because they're just so lazy yeah it's because they eat eucalyptus and there's like no nutrients in it so they sleep half like most of their lives <laughs> <laughs> yeah I that mean, was fun fact I learned. they eat a lot of eucalyptus yeah they like live in eucalyptus trees and i think they they were saying that koalas sleep so much because eucalyptus is like no low in nutrients so they they don't really have the energy to do much so uh-huh. they just eat and then fall asleep most of the time <laughs> Oh. Okay, well, it's not too bad. I mean, they move a little bit quicker than a than a wait than a sloth, I believe. I don't know. Probably. Very, probably. Probably. In person. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've never 
I've only seen a koala from afar at the San Diego Zoo, and I don't know if I've seen a sloth. I think the only sloth has been like on TV, mm-hmm. um, and it was all because it was promotion for Ice Age. Yeah. That's the only reason. Fun. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm sure they've done tests. Which ones move faster, sloth or koala? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, with the um, uh, Australia, they love cricket. Is that a thing? Or is that something yeah. that is like a stereotype? No, it's a thing. We went, um, <laughs> I think it's very slow and I didn't, I've never watched cricket before, so I wasn't uh-huh. super interested. But uh, because it was such a big thing, we, my family went to a cricket game on Boxing Day, which mm-hmm. is the day after Christmas, which okay. I know we don't, we don't celebrate in the U.S. really. Maybe mm-hmm. some people do, but it's not a big thing. Um, so yeah, we went to the Melbourne Cricket Ground Boxing Day for the game. And it was, you know, huge stadium. Um, but I wasn't that, I was pretty hungover too. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't that interested. I was just like, oh. Okay, I get it. This is Just kind of cool. I've seen it on like. Give me some like, water. Give yeah, some yeah. Water. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those days, but um, definitely cool to see. And like people were so into it, which was that was more interesting watching the people be so into it versus like the game itself to me. Yeah. And I, I went to like a rugby game and I went to an AFL game, and people are like so passionate about their sports over there, which was like the fun part about being at the game is the crowd yeah oh definitely yeah i mean i think every country has their their passion about sports you know here in america obviously it's football or baseball i think those two are very very popular um but uh i'm very involved in in the soccer community and when i and i've traveled to mexico for soccer and oh my god they go crazy in the stands. I, sometimes it's even more fun to be in the stands than to actually watch the game. Uh, there was a couple of times where I've traveled to a game in Mexico and people ask me, how was the game? I don't know who won, but yo, let me tell you about what we did. It's always like um, smoke bombs, drums, and then people just going crazy. Um, and I, I can imagine that that's, that's either rugby or cricket over there in, in Australia. Yeah, yeah, it was so fun. We had like, you know, everyone's doing the wave, everyone's like yelling and ah, it's amazing. That's why I love going to like live games. It's way more fun. Or if you're at a pub that everyone's watching, like that's really fun too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, okay. So, now now I I uh now we get to kind of the nitty-gritty of you're here ahead of schedule. Yep. How many months ahead of schedule? About a couple months, like two-ish, two and a half. Yeah. Two and a half. For some, it'll be obvious. All right, we know why she moved. But how was that? And why did you move so abruptly? And, like, I just have so many questions. Like, <laughs> from the start, when did you were like, I have to go back now? Yeah. So I was basically trying to just keep working at that, uh, the Dampier Mermaid up in yeah. Dampier. And um, I was like, okay, it's getting bad in the U.S. Like, it's bad a lot of other places. But, like, over here, I was in a pretty small town up near the coast. It wasn't, like, it wasn't a big city. So I was like, okay, I feel, like, safer over here anyway. Like, I probably have more of a chance getting it if I go home. And I was still working. So I was like, there's not really a reason for me to rush home. I'm just going to stay here and try to work as long as I can. And then um, even the week before I came home, we had a team meeting with everyone. They were like, okay, like, yeah, this is a thing, like, the hours might go down a little bit, but, like, 
we are pretty protected over here. We were near a bunch of like mines and the iron ore industry was big up there. So there was yeah. a lot of workers staying at the hotel and like coming into the pub. Mm. So they're like, as long as the iron ore industry is still going on, like we should be fine. Cause that's the main people that come to the pub. So yeah, I was like, okay, like, I think we'll be fine. Like, even if I go down a little bit in hours, like that's not a big deal. I'll just stay here and work while I can. Yeah. And then literally a week later, the government made them close all of the bars and restaurants. And that's basically, that was the deciding factor because once that happened, um, like most of us didn't have work anymore. So we, the day I was told that like, basically you're laid off, (laughs) I was like, okay, I think I have to just go home now because I was like scared enough trying to find another job in this Mm -hmm. time when everything's closed. And I was like, well, maybe I could work at a farm, but I was like, I don't even really want to do that. Like I'm scared they're closing borders. Like what if I can't get home in like a month or two? So I don't know. I was just kind of too scared. I was talking to my parents. They're like, come home. Like, <laughs> it's getting crazy. Uh-huh. So I did. I just booked a flight for like two days later. It was pretty expensive, but I was like, okay, that I just have to do it. I only saw like a few flights available anyway. Yeah. So I was like, okay, <laughs> I have to kind of hurry up because I was like, oh, maybe I'll go back down to Melbourne and like hang out with my friends for a bit down there and then maybe go home. And then I was like, there's not a lot of flights. Like I, if I like hang around too long, I'm going to be stuck (laughs) and not have a job. So I would just be slowly going broke. So it just didn't make sense. Like financially or anything. So, and I only had a couple months left. So I'm like, okay, I still had like an amazing time here. It's not like I just got here. Yeah. So yeah, I ultimately just was like, okay, I'll just book this flight and just get home. And then I can wait here. That was two days after you were laid off, correct? Yeah, so I was laid off on a Monday. And Tuesday, I bought the tickets for Thursday. Holy so within like a few days, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be home next, like in a couple days. Yeah. <laughs> Which was insane to me because like the week before, I was literally like, oh, we'll be fine. Like yeah. I'll, even if I go down an hour, it's like, it's okay. Like I, I'll be okay. <laughs> I can beat this. I'll be yeah, fine. I was like, yeah. As long as I can like make a little money and like, you know, last and wait this out, like maybe in a few weeks. And my cousin was going to come visit me in May. Uh-huh. So it's funny because a couple weeks before I came home, I was talking to her on the phone and we're like, oh man, yeah, this is getting kind of bad. <laughs> but I was like, you know, that's still a couple months away. It might be fine by then. Yeah. And then it just like, escalated so quickly. Definitely. Yeah. What was was it scary going through the airports? Because I know that was that one of the biggest areas to be hit the hardest was obviously medical centers, but then the airports because everyone's so afraid now to travel. Yeah. So that was a bit scary. Um, Uh Like you walk in to go through security and everyone is wearing a mask. So you're just like, okay, like you guys are protected, but like, I didn't, I didn't have a mask. Yeah, I had some gloves, um, but yeah, I was just trying to like keep my distance. It was nice the the shorter flights. I had to fly, <laughs> I had to like fly for almost two days. It took forever to get home, so I had to go from Caratha to Perth to Sydney to LA to Vegas. So I went through five airports, which oh, was like crazy. Yeah. And the smaller flights, the domestic ones, the 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 flights are pretty empty. The airports yeah. are pretty empty, which was like 
made me feel a bit better. Um, but my long one from Sydney to LAX was pretty packed because it, it was Qantas and they, they announced on the plane, they were like, this will be our last Qantas flight to the US until further notice. And I was just like, whoa, like good thing I got this ticket home because I didn't know. Yeah. I don't know when I would have been able to get home. Um, but yeah, I guess most people were keeping their distance, like washing their hands and stuff. So that was, you know, people were pr- taking it pretty seriously in the airports, which was good. good. Yeah. Good. Definitely. Holy moly. You, <laughs> I'm telling you, I like right when I started this, 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 this uh, interview, I said it, it is like a mathematical. I'm such a nerd for even bringing math, but it's like a slope. It's like a mountain uh, where it, you have your peak is like, I'm having a great time in Australia. Slowly, oh, things are slowing down. I'm getting custom. And then I didn't know where, oh, shit, I got to go home. Right. Now. Right. Yeah, it was abrupt, which was like, it was like, it made me a bit upset because I'm like, oh, man, like I was going to. I was working up at that pub so I could get my second year. I only yeah. had like a month left of work to get my 88 days done. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen with that. But, you know, at least I'm like, I have my health and, you know, I'm, I'm with my family now. Like, it, it's a lot worse for a lot of people. So, yeah. oh, absolutely. Yeah, I no, I, <laughs> ooh, I totally agree with you on that. So I don't want to end on a, on a bad, on a bad, uh, not a bad note, but like a, like a sad note, you know, like, you yeah. know, I'm home. I haven't died, but other people are dying. No. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I want to, so right now kind of mentioned, I uh, mentioned Mexico, this and that. I, I'm, well, first of all, I'm Hispanic and um, I travel there quite a bit, but there is a, a social media trend going on or it's been going on for quite a bit and it's a challenge. Uh, we're not going to do the entire challenge. We're only going to do, uh, we're going to rapid fire through these questions, um, about 20 of them within as fast as possible. Okay. No, not um, ready. What's the challenge? What are the questions? Uh, so <laughs> the challenge is, remember, we're not going to do the whole challenge because it takes a while and it's quick. So the challenge is right now in Mexico, there's a, there's a list of a hundred questions and the challenge is to pretty much answer them in five minutes. It's just okay. like a social media trend that a lot of Mexican celebrities are doing. And I saw this and I'm like, let me take this and implement it into my podcast. So instead of copying and pasting it in Spanish, I was like, you know what? I'm too lazy. So I just copy and pasted it into Google translate because they're in Spanish. <laughs> and then I'm like, I could have easily translated them, but I'm too lazy to do this. So Google yeah. translated it. If I stumble, my apologies, uh, but we're going to start. Uh, we're going to go for about 19 to 20 questions. Uh, if there's a question that needs more explanation or I want to know more, we'll stop it. We'll expand for about a minute and then we'll keep going. All right. Can I pass if I don't know the answer? Yes. Next. Yep. We'll go next. (laughs) Next. Um, so even whatever comes to mind, you go. Okay. Okay. You ready? Sure. Perfect. Favorite hobby. Reading. Uh, do you believe in love at first sight? No. What is your favorite food? Mexican. I love that. Favorite season of the year? Uh, fall. Favorite fast food? In and out. Would you like to have a superpower? Teleportation. Teleportation. <laughs> oh, why? Where would you go? What would be the first thing that you would do with that power? You could be anywhere and live anywhere and work anywhere. Like, you, 
it's endless. So you can do so much with it. So what it's would like be right now, obviously, if it wasn't for uh, COVID, where would you go right now with Ooh. those powers? If it wasn't for COVID, yeah. if it was COVID free world. Yes. I'd probably go back to Spain. I've missed it. It's been a while. Okay. Spain. <laughs> All right. Uh, would you travel to the future or past? Future. Uh, dogs or cat? Dogs. Uh, if you had a lot of money, would you save it or spend it? Spend it. Hell yeah. That's why you went to Australia. <laughs> uh, do you play any instruments? No. Dance or sing? Dance. Beach or forest? Beach. Um, oh, this one's interesting. I don't, I'm, I'm just reading it. Have you kissed more than one person on the same day? Yes. Would you, <laughs> uh, what do you like most about, no, uh, what is your, some of these are being repeated. I'm telling you, Google Translate did a horrible job on yeah, these. Yeah, you know, it's not the best. <laughs> it's not, I should have just translated them. I should have just kept them in Spanish and just translated them in my head. But then I would have had a lot of like, like on camera, I was like, Gil is either thinking too much or not thinking at all. And my yeah. face, yeah. Um, uh, no, we're not going uh, dis- to, describe yourself in one word. Oh God. <laughs> um, curious. At what age did you, nope. Uh, how many children would you like to have? Two. Favorite drink? Wine. Ooh, which, which wine? Which type of wine? My go-to is probably a soft block. Oh, um, bougie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been open. I've been trying a lot of different wines. And obviously, when my, my parents love wine. So when they okay. came to Australia, we went to a lot of wineries and stuff as well. Okay. Um, favorite, favorite music genre? Mm. pop i guess i don't know it's something that kind of a little bit of everything okay <laughs> your uh, your greatest fear probably dying unfulfilled oh that's <laughs> deep romantic or horror movies depends on my mood oh. I, I like both <laughs> famous celebrity crush Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Ryan, wow. Favorite color? Blue. Uh, w- would you say, would you change something about the past? About your past? No. No regrets. Love it. Uh, <laughs> uh, no. Um, all right, cool. And then one more. Do you get angry easily? No. I'm no? Pretty, pretty easy going. Okay. Cool. It's good for traveling, meeting people. Oh, absolutely. No, I agree. Um, so that was it. We went roughly a little bit more with more than 20. Some of these were like, uh, I'm like, I don't think I want to ask those questions. Some <laughs> of them were like very sexual. I'm like, yeah, my podcast isn't about that. I just want to yeah, know. Um, Is that for know, the after podcast? The after podcast. <laughs> uh, I thought about having an after podcast and, you know, because my podcast name is called Real Spicy. I was like, what if I call it Extra Spicy? extra content after the yeah after the uh the um the podcast itself but um yo there is a lot to learn from like your experience uh, is the fact that you 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 dropped it all you made a decision you fulfilled it you Mm -hmm. went you lived your best 
when people say i'm just here living my best life i'm at the club you said fuck the club i'm going to australia that is incredible because people our age especially here in vegas their best life is what going out going to the club uh bottle service uh table service by the dj cool that's cool and all but uh that's why i wanted to have you on here because something that i love to do is travel. I mean, I've been extremely blessed to travel just like you. You went study abroad. Uh, I didn't do study abroad, but I did all my traveling once I got a job, graduated college, and I was able to afford it. So just like yeah. you, I traveling is, I highly recommend it. Um, so before we end this, what is one country, this is not part of it, but what is one country that you have not been to that you've been wanting to go? New Zealand. I was so close. <laughs> it's like literally right I know right there that was probably like the next place I was gonna try to go and then I was I really wanted to do Asia so I wanted to like come home in June for a couple months and then go back do like a whole Asia trip and then go do back to Australia that was like my my plan but uh uh, now I don't know what's gonna happen basically I've only been to places that are like a bit more similar to the U.S., I would uh-huh. say. I've been a lot around Europe and Australia. Um, so I really want to try something that's like very different now. Um, I've done like more of the safe places, I guess. Like yeah. the first time, like if you're going for the first time traveling, you'd go to like certain places. I've done those. Um, now I really want to try something really different. Outside of your comfort zone, right? Yeah, I really want to go to South America. I want to go everywhere, basically. My, my goal right now, I'm 25. My life goal right now is 30 countries by 30. <laughs> Holy crap. And I think okay. I'm at 18, which is decent, but not where I want to be. Wow. Rapid fire. What are they? Yeah. You don't have to know them all. Just as much as you can come up with. What are they? What are the countries that you've traveled already I've to? I've been to? Yeah. Actually, I have them all on this app on my phone. Oh, my. <laughs> it's called Bin. Um, uh-huh. Australia, Czech Republic, Denmark, England, France, Germany, Ireland, Italy, Liechtenstein, Spain, the Swi- Switzerland, the Netherlands, the Vatican, I guess it's its own country. Yep. Vatican City. Um, yep. Cuba, Haiti, Jamaica, Mexico, US, and Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. <laughs> that's incredible. You're definitely a world traveler. Um, yeah. Wow, I can't believe it. There's so much more that way. And it's not as big of a priority for a lot of Americans, I've realized, mm-hmm. um, especially after going to Australia. Like, it's so normal for people in Europe to come do a year there and like people from all over. And I'm like, why isn't it like more of a normal thing? Because when I was doing it here, people were like, why are you going to do that? So you have a good job. What are you doing? And I'm like, well, it's, it's what I want to do right now. And I have the rest of my life to, you know, work at a big company so that's right yes you go girl uh no but i love it um that's incredible so i think that's where we're gonna end it um so uh i'll pretty much i'll just end it really quick uh everybody thank you so much for watching um i don't know if you have any social media you want to plug like i said i don't know who's going to be listening to this but (laughs) if you want to plug anything in um this is your opportunity Sure. Uh, you can find me on Instagram just at Tabitha Ingle. E-N-G-L-E is my last name. So Awesome. Easy stuff. And that is it for today. Thank you so much for listening to The Real Spicy Podcast. If you guys can do us a favor and give us a like on Instagram at 
Real Spicy Podcast. And if you're watching on YouTube, smash that like button. I would really appreciate that. Uh, and then to listen to our podcast, you can listen to any major uh, services where you listen to podcasts such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google. Uh, the list goes on. Again, thank you so much for watching. On that, I'm out.